Hello, hello, everyone. Sorry, we have had some minor, minor difficulties joining in, I think. Uh, let me stop this music right now. We did have a, at least try to keep you guys uh, excited still with some music in the background. Uh, <laughs> so we, we both actually had tech issues this morning, but you know, one after the other, but uh, mine was working and then Pedro's was failing. But we, we appreciate everyone that was hanging in there for two, three minutes as we, you know, put things back together. And here we are. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Time with Marie Teresa on CPA. Um, if you are a returning uh, viewer or listener, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your uh, support and being here every time. Uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, we appreciate you being here. We, we want to teach you. We are so happy you are here. I want to encourage everyone that's listening or viewing us today to go ahead and subscribe, like the channel that you are watching us or listening to us on. Um, you know, click the bell if it's on YouTube, you know, so that you know whenever we go live. Um, also, make sure you are sharing, downloading, um, you know, and, and sharing with your friends because we want to be able to, re to reach as many entrepreneurs as possible, and especially within this time where after COVID, pretty much, you know, a lot of people started their businesses. So we want to bring this information to them as well. So please invite them to come live or at least share some of the replays and help them learn some of this information um, that we're providing. Um, a quick intro. I'm your host, Marie Tarosian. I'm a certified public accountant and a global a charter global management accountant, an experienced auditor and a CFO. Um, as, a CPA, as a CPA advisor and a coach, I use my proprietary and registered methodology, Valuation MT, to help business owners that reach their first million uh, to get to 10x their businesses, get to 10 million and more. Um, I'm also a Grant Cardone licensee, and I use his, I'm able to use his materials to teach you uh, and coach you on uh, sales and marketing training as well. So to check up a little bit more on those coaching uh, uh, work that I'm doing, uh, check my uh, other business, The Profit Lab dot biz um, you'll get that information there also as an author i have a couple of books out there uh, the complete guide to business uh, growth and uh, a business owner's guide to operational accounting um, and uh, i wanted to before i intro my 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 featured guest i wanted to remind everyone that i'm having a webinar next week tuesday june 7 at noontime eastern um, so if you can join us go ahead and click uh, go to my website www the profit that the profit lab.biz uh, and, and, and click on events and you'll be able to register for free. I'm going to be talking about what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Um, and with that, I want to uh, introduce, as always, my featured guest, my friend, and my tax colleague, uh, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Good morning, Good. Pedro. <laughs> Good morning. I don't know if you can hear me well. I'm, I'm using my, my phone. Uh, it's a good thing that, uh, you know, the technology of today, you know, so uh, thank God that, that we have it because uh, for some reason, at the very last minute, we decided the computer, I don't want to connect. <laughs> so anyway, so good morning, everybody. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez, uh, your business and tax strategist. We're here to help you in uh, achieving your financial goals. Uh in at least in three areas that uh, are critical for every entrepreneur, which is a cash flow. Uh, we have said here many times as a lifeblood of any business, regardless of size and industry. Taxation, uh, taxation, as you know, it erodes uh, wealth and uh, exit strategy. So all of us are going to exit. It depends on how we exit. So uh, 
you know, I also have uh, the uh, put out there the especially in the area of real estate, uh, the the ebook on the real estate uh, uh, specifically for those who are interested in entering into the world of real estate investing. I still believe uh, I'm very uh, pro uh, real estate investing. I think it's a, it's a great way to build wealth. And I, I go into that in details in the book. Uh, so if you're interested, uh, please uh, reach out and uh, that information will be made available to you. Yeah, and have it right now going in the banner. You know, make sure to download Pedro's ebook as well, The Real Estate Investors tax strategy guide um and the uh, the the link is right there typed up um so with that uh you didn't mention the e-course did you pedro you said it comes with an e-course yes your book comes with an e-course yes yeah so once you register uh and download the the ebook it, it follows with a, a seven day e-course and uh followed by that by some newsletters also all geared to, uh, to the real estate taxation uh, strategies uh, that helps uh, uh, those are interested in, uh, in uh, again uh, the real estate uh, in the real estate world uh, maximize uh, your profits and so on. Awesome, awesome. So uh, before we start the subject for today, as always, I like to do a quick summary of all the different things that we've talked about, and uh, and of course we're always focusing on the new entrepreneur um and uh those who who have been there for maybe two three years so there's still information out there that you know people just throw out but this is coming right from you know uh very experienced uh, certified public accountant so i want to make sure you know that we cover a lot of information specifically for you guys and we've covered so many already some of them have been uh, very specific tax related you know for self-employed individuals or small business owners We've done the tax planning series. We've done partnership agreements, buy-sell agreements, financial analysis, how to cut costs. Again, you know, there's a caveat there, but you, you'll see it when, when you go back. Year-end closing, um, employee tax uh, retention credit. We've talked about, you know, uh, specific uh, mortgages, and we had a special guest on that day, uh, mortgages for self-employed. Um, we've talked about entrepreneurial mindset, discipline, goals, personal development, We've, we've, we've talked about 10, 1031 exchange. We've talked about how to use your car for your business. And of course, last week, we specifically talked about IRS audits. And we promise we will today cover financial audits because you know most people don't understand the difference. They don't even know why it is needed. Um, and so today's day, we're going to talk about financial audits. And we're going to make that differentiation between the IRS audits and a financial audits. Pedro, what do you think about that? Are you excited about this or what? I was like yeah, getting yeah, all no, <laughs> you know, but my, my background when I started was uh, doing audits of publicly traded companies. So uh, it is a, it is an interesting uh, experience and, uh, and you, you do learn a lot from that. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, me too. I was like, you know, I probably was like less excited when I was doing an audit, but no, I'm more excited about talking about audits yeah. <laughs> because it, it it gets me excited when I have when I'm teaching you know others and then so that that's I think that's what it is. I was like it's, it was at the back of my mind. I was like I'm so excited we're going to talk about this. Um, so initially, let's let's uh, establish the 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 purpose of uh, the find why a, a company uh, a business owner would need or may re be required uh, you know um, to have a financial audit. 
I, I'm sorry, I, I missed that last part. Oh, yes. So let's let's establish like why why a small business owner or you know a, a company may be uh, requested or required oh, yeah. or may need to do a financial audit. And you know, by the way, guys, just to before Pedro answers the question, when you are required to do a financial audit, you are paying the auditors for the financial audit. So Correct. it's still a cost to you, but the you know the bright side is that you get a uh, you're putting out there a confidence to possible shareholders so with that i'll let pedro kind of take over first uh and give us a little bit of why yeah. a business owner would be required to yeah. have a financial audit yeah uh you know the and i'm gonna focus more on the privately held companies sure you know, sure sure yeah but since uh, our audience you know, is mostly small business yeah, typically it's gonna be a requirement, as you mentioned, by a bank, uh, because of the center, certain yeah. uh, lending requirements. Uh, uh, the other reason could be, and some people get surprised, is uh, um, uh, vendors, uh, mm. because uh, again, remember, in some cases, depending on the, the volume of work you're doing with them, they're extending credit to you, and so because of that, they in some cases, uh, depending again the volume of work, they the vendors might require you to be audited. Uh, and investors, I mean, private private equity yes. firms uh, might require you to protect their, their interest that your financials be audited. So at least those are three scenarios uh, that come to mind. Uh, why would you yeah. be required? In, in some cases, uh, this is, you know, again, uh, rare, but it does happen sometimes when you have a, a, a silent uh, investor or an investor, kind of an absent investor. You know what I mean? Like a, you, you buy into a company and right. you're not in, in there in the day to day. You want to make sure that, that your again, in this case, your investment is protected. So you might require that the financials be audited. So that, that's usually right. what. Yeah, especially like sometimes it might be required because if you have a, uh, even if it's a, you know, small C corp or an S corp, you might have some shareholders that may say, well, we're not there all the time. We're not, you know, managing, you know, we don't know the day-to-day -day activities. You know, if you have someone, a third party accounting firm come in and do an audit, then we know that the financial statements you're presenting to us are, you know, fairly accurate. Um, and of course, there's another one that comes to mind is, you know, if, if a company is trying to get a line of credit, you know, which you mentioned kind of bank, you know, they're trying to raise capital, maybe trying to go public. So they might need to have those type of things, uh, you know, their records audited um, to to um, uh, to make sure everything it looks good and legit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. You had something to say, Pedro? No, no. Uh, it's usually going to be either an external uh, influence or internal. Internal, internal, like I said, it's going to be uh, something that, that internally you're kind of seeing the, the importance of having the, this order. But usually you're going to have is either a bank, an investment group, or right. a vendor that is requiring this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, so then let's kind of uh, talk about, um, you know, what is the, the main purpose of the financial audit, right? So mm -hmm. let's let's focus on that now. Because the IRS audit is a very different purpose, and then the financial right. audit is a very different purpose. Correct. So the the audit, why, okay, so what, what exactly, again, I'm going to try to use a, a simplified terms of this. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, the, the, the way to look at it is, in essence, is to add credibility to the financials that are internally prepared 
for the purposes of, of the, in, let's assume the bank. Yeah, I mean, the bank already lent you some monies and they, they need us to make sure that uh, the financials, the eternally prepared financials are, you know, reliable for them to do whatever analysis they need to do. You know what I mean? So they, they right. require us a, an independent examination. You know what I mean? So in that, that is important because what they want is a third party that has no uh, financial uh, connection to you. you know what I mean, so they right, they no financial interest, right? Exactly. So you're gonna hear a lot of that about the independence. So it cannot be, uh, for example, the, your your own bookkeeper that did the bookkeeping, somebody that is in, in the in the in the in the mix of the management and decision making. So it has to be, and the other thing to keep in mind is uh, it has to be done by CPAs. You know what I mean? Right. So. Just keep that in mind that uh, whenever you encounter the situation, you'll be required to do an audit. Uh, it has to be done by a CPA. We encourage that uh, the CPA be experienced in your industry because uh, the, the nuances of each industry, right. you know, a real estate versus uh, uh, a software development company it has different issues that has to be a, a pharmaceutical and manufacturing. You know, so there's different nuances within, uh, you know, all of us are trained in general terms about auditing. But uh, you, you know, there's going to be certain nuances within each industry that those auditors need to be aware. And if they're already experienced in that industry, it, it's going to be more efficient and also cost effective for, for the, the client. We're having some, I think, internet delays, uh, but we are back. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can see some internet, you know, delays here. Um, uh, yes, so you're right, absolutely. And, uh, you know, same thing, for example, when, you know, when you have a nonprofit, a lot of nonprofits are required as well to have an audit because, for example, if you have a, uh, you have, uh, different types of grants that you are receiving, um, your, your grants, the, your donors will actually require you to submit an audit of financial statements every year, every time you do the application. Even if it's been the same donor every year, they're giving you the same amount of money, it doesn't matter. They want to make sure that you have an independent, uh, you know, uh, CPAs coming in there and doing an audit. So if you have a nonprofit and you're, 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 you're thinking of doing grants or you want to apply to grants, eventually take into consideration that those the bigger the grants the more requirements are going to be that you will need an audit of financial yeah. statements yeah yeah absolutely no that's a good point and uh another factor that can require you to be audited like you mentioned uh, nonprofits, uh uh either uh the the source of grants might require you to to be audited right um uh, you know it could be a private foundation but before they decide to uh uh, send funds to your organization. They may want to make sure that you have uh, audited financials. So, uh, that's a good yeah, thing. yeah. I, I mean, I spent long years, and I when I have quite a few clients in in nonprofit too. So you know, it's part of what we assist kind of in the internal management to be ready. And when they bring the the, the outside auditors, then their audit actually rolls around you know like very much easier because everything is set it's everything is done already correctly because we are already handling everything all the financial statements for them and when the auditors come in everything is set well yeah, yeah. and uh so yeah so the main purpose of the financial audit is to make sure that you know uh the auditors are saying well 
we've looked at these records, just keeping it in simple terms. We look at this records, the financial records seem to be accurately presented and the shareholder or the person that is thinking of investing or the bank can actually say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm able to rely on this. So with that, I was thinking, Pedro, we can talk about, and I just put a few notes here so we can stay on track with the key ideas that we might want to talk about. Um, and without making it too technical, you know, some of the key things, you know, the, the key uh, assertions, we call it the assertions, but the key items that we are looking for as, as auditors when we would go in, in the records, what are we really testing? What are we looking at? Just so that business, a business owner can be like, oh, okay, I kind of get the whole point of what this audit is, you know? Um, so if we maybe we can go through some of the assertions that we do. Yeah, the you know, and that's a, uh, a term that you'll hear of uh, assertions. I mean, the, the assertions are going to be the management's assertions about what the the the, the for example valuation, uh, you know, in it, it tends to be one uh, about that we we kind of look at. And for each one, we try is to determine. We perform the test to determine. You know, for example, you look at receivables. So the receivables, one of the issues of receivables is going to be valuation. I mean, is the amount of receivable in your books uh, uh, one uh, accuracy as far as uh, making sure that you do have the, the validity of, of the receivable, you have the invoice right. that you did issue. But not only that, you know, you might be able to prove that, yes, I issued these invoices, everything matches, but uh, so receivables are two years old. Right. Now, the question becomes is, is this actually one collectible and then right. you know, do we need to make an adjustment to that to bring it to a value that is uh more more uh i guess uh, in the, you'll hear this also conservatism you know what i mean that, that is yes more uh to what the expectation of what really can we uh, uh expect to collect but in general what we're looking for is is completeness as far as in the sense of documentation that supports uh, the the transactions and you know we have talked in the past about and we you know and i tend to uh, exactly record keeping about bookkeeping and having <laughs> good solid accounting and if you're reaching that point where you're going to be required to be audited i i, I implore you, you know i mean is to hire good qualified bookkeepers good accountants because it makes uh the the audit a lot it's going to be more efficient, more cost-effective. Auditors are not there to do accounting. Exactly. They're there is to examine the, the records and then issue an opinion. So they're exactly. not there to perform your accounting. They're not there to support your accounting uh, group. It is your <laughs> responsibility to do the accounting. That you know, The auditors are there to determine if the accounting is correct. And that's why, the, again, the independent examination that's exactly. what the bank is, is is saying. We want somebody to come in, look at this information, and determine if, because sometimes what happens is that they, they might require you quarterly reports, and so those quarterlies right. are using that. But then come, they, we want also an annual audit. So they want us to make sure is everything that they're we're receiving from this this uh, borrower is that we can rely on. Right. And so. That, uh, that's something that I want to emphasize, you know, the importance of accounting, uh, the record keeping, you know, having invoices, having contracts and so on. So we're looking for, for that to support those transactions. Uh, inventory should be uh, counted. You know what I mean? If you have large amounts of inventory, it should be, uh, 
uh, you know, what we call the counting of the inventory. I mean, right, the inventory what systems you have in yeah. place. So we know that when something comes in, how you're counting for that, and when something, and uh, the movement, the cycle of the yes. inventory, uh, how you're managing that, and how do you uh, uh, account for theft, uh, spoilage, uh, you know, things of that nature, you know, how you're accounting for that, so to get to the accurate number of inventory. So I'm, I'm throwing a couple examples, you know, some areas yes. that, you know, that we tend to also look at because those are higher risk for an audit, you know what I mean? Uh, cash is cash. We're going to look at certain movement of cash, and but when we look at certain other areas of, you know, that could potentially have some misstatements, it's another, you know, thing that we use, uh, you know, about, because what we're issuing is, is not a, a hundred percent accuracy, but we're trying to deter to tell the the, the reader is that they're uh, materially correct. You know I mean, the, within right. the, the, the yeah. in, a, so, in, a, in a complete sense, it's correct, you know, correct. if mind if there are these minor errors, we're not saying it's hundred percent to the T. But it's 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 more like if there are those minor errors, they're not material to the overall financial statements. Correct. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, and then another one, like for example, rights and obligations, something you mentioned to that is like, you know, if I send an invoice, it is my right because I did sell this inventory, it is my right to collect. You know, there's certain key things we're looking at. And so, you know, a, a, um, completeness, you mentioned that, the relevance and accuracy, valuation. We're looking at, for example, in cases of, you know, uh, you know fixed, uh, fixed assets, your building, your, you know, any of those like that you are valuing in the cor correct you correctly right you have a depreciation schedule everything is the depreciation expenses recorded properly they accumulate the ratio so the book value is actually correct all of these things will be like looked at if you've had any major additions that year you know and we've kind of mentioned this you know uh, slightly in prior conversations but to put it in, in, in you know what the audit will be like they'll be looking at your details and say Whoa! You just bought a ten thousand uh, dollar equipment. What was it for? What was the purpose? You know, when did you buy it? When did you start using it? Did you depreciate it correctly? And uh, so all of that will be tested, and then you know, look at all the documents. All the documents will be collected, and uh, so all of this is tested, and that's why we call it. You know, we, we're going through a testing phase, and that's what it is. We'll be looking for all these documents. If the documents are not there, then you, that means the 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 auditor is becoming more and more uh, uncomfortable that you don't have all the proper record keeping, and um, this is where like similar to the IRS auditor would be like more questions will be raised, more red flags exactly. gonna go up, and then exactly. we're gonna you know we're gonna end up digging even more because now we're having less confidence in what you're providing. We're gonna start digging in more because we want to make sure we're doing our job properly. And then, of course, the longer we stay and, you know, or the longer the, the audit, the, the more, you know, it takes time. It's time consuming for both sides. Yeah. The business owner can be overwhelmed. So please, please make sure, take these, this advice, make sure your records are kept well. Look at your numbers. And if you're on 